Welcome to the Rabbitohs Top 4 Podcast. Proudly presented by What If, official travel and pathways partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Here are your hosts, Mark Ellison, Shannon Donato and Jeremy Monaghan. Well, welcome everyone to episode 26 of the Rabbitohs Top 4 podcast. It's proudly brought to you by the team at What If and it's powered by Audio Technica. What If has you covered for accommodation flights, car hire and more. So if you're looking for a holiday, travelling for business, you need to get to the next game or you're planning that first trip out of lockdown, make sure you visit whatif.com slash Rabbitohs. What If, it's Aussie for travel. My name's Jeremy Monaghan. I'm the media manager at the Rabbitohs. I'd like to welcome my two regular co-hosts in Mark Ellison and Shannon Donato. Now, Ella, you look like you're doing it tough up there on the Gold Coast. Yeah, it's been hard, Jeremy. Uh, you know, I've had to come up here and it's pretty warm today too, actually. I need a bit of sunscreen. I've got a bit of uh, sunburn on my forehead today, but that's, yeah, that's the way it is. No, I mean, you say it's doing it hard, but I mean, we're away from what we're doing, our normal environment. Uh, my family are still at home. I miss them very much. A shout out to Ray and, and the kids. Um, but, you know, we, we know why we're doing it. And, you know, there's a lot of teams that are up here still playing and still training that aren't in the position we are. And, um, you know, I just look at you two here today as I see you there with your headphones on. And I, I thought we were doing the best commentators in the game last week. Truly, you look like it's not so good Ray Warren there together. <laughs> Uh, very good, Ella. How are you today, Shannon? I'm oh, excellent, thank you, Jez. And doesn't doesn't Ella look the picture of health with his suntan? He's he's Donald Trump suntan. He's got the the hairbrush. You're looking looking a million dollars, Ella. I tell you hey, what, I tell you what's How looking. You, at, mate? How are you? I'll tell you what's looking a million dollars. That Picasso you got hanging up behind you. <laughs> for for anyone watching on the uh, the website, you'll be able to see the uh, the abstract art that Shannon's got in his Vaucluse mansion now that he's moved. It actually looks like abstract art, but it's actually a painting of me when I was a bit younger. So uh... with two heads. <laughs> yes. Oh no, that's right. That's the Queensland. Sorry. <laughs> I thought we just put some clothes on the rabbit that's normally there. <laughs> Uh, There's one. <laughs> Righto. Well, let's get on to our uh, first discussion point. As always, what's something you've learned this week, Ello? Oh, just that you know, we've been away for, for five weeks tomorrow from, from Sydney. Um, and I've learned that we're in a, a really good position as, as a club and a team. Um, and there's some, you know, there's a bit of our organisation that have been looking after us up here and getting things done. And the, the families coming up here have settled in. We we had a big day on Sunday. We had to move from the Mercure up here to the Q1. So we're now in service departments with, with Twets. Uh, you know, our, our players and their families and their children sort of feel more, like they're more in a, in a home environment. Uh, there's kitchens available, obviously, you know, uh, just and washing facilities and things like that. So we're out of the hotel environment. Which was good. I mean, your, your meals and that were cooked, but we're we're getting into a more you know an environment where we can just live freely each day. The boys and us go to training. They do their meetings together. They do their weights. They do their field sessions. Then they come home to their, their families in the afternoon, and it's just you know, a touch of normality. I mean, uh, the place we're staying is just is outstanding. Um, and we've got lovely views across the water here at the Gold Coast and things like that. But I think that's just an added bonus that's just helping us get through the fact that we, you know, we're not as stable as we have been down, down back in Sydney as we normally would be this time of the year. But, um, you know, I'm very confident we've, we've handled it as good as anyone. And uh, I know Brock's here, he can hear us uh, speaking here, but he's, he's done a magnificent job and get everything sorted up here for us. And obviously the, the maestro in... in in Wayne, keeping the boys in in the mode they need to be in. Uh, he's been first class also. Yeah, I've uh, one thing I've noticed is everyone I've spoken to that's up there in the hub, be it yourself or Brock or uh, Wayne or any of the players, there's been absolutely no complaint. 
no complaints about anything. Everyone's really happy um, spending time together. Now they've got their families in there and they're recreating that home environment. Everyone just seems really, really happy as a group. And that's vital to winning a comp is being happy. And it was interesting today. We did a, a media session today with a couple of our players and there was a journalist that was on there that was trying to, you could see, trying to stir up some stuff with the players by by talking about another club that's been in the press in the Parramatta Reels. And there's been all sorts of <clears throat> rumours about the Eels and you generally don't know what's true and what's not. But the latest rumour is is that uh, there was some disruption in the ranks because players were in different size rooms with different views and their families weren't happy with it. So there was all this tension amongst the group and the journo actually had the hide to ask one of the players... So is it the same with you guys? Are, are, all, are you all uh, unhappy with your teammates because of the size of your room and the view you've got? Like, I, I couldn't understand what question the guy thought he... Uh, what answer the guy thought he was going to get from that question because it's been so blatantly obvious, as you say, over the five weeks that you've been up there, that it's gone like clockwork as best that it can and there's been no complaint from anyone. No, it's been fantastic. I mean, I haven't told anyone that... Rock's got a four-bedroom penthouse up here. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say... Oh, I, I, a, Wayne probably owns the building you're in, does he? <laughs> it's, it's a master stroke of management from Ello and Brock to circumvent any of those problems about who's got the biggest room, who's got the best view. They just took it for themselves yeah. and then none of the players were disadvantaged. <laughs> Ello, you can see the reflection behind you. You've got a 180-degree view of the Pacific Ocean. I can see in that window behind you the reflection. So, yeah, I'm glad to hear the elder sub-stories about our tuffities up in uh, up in Queensland. <laughs> Being seriously serious, Jazz, I know it's it's the families have been magnificent, um, and you know there were a few few people were skeptical about leaving where we were because it was going smoothly. But I think now we've got here since Sunday, we've settled in, and it, it's more like a home environment. And I think that's that's important. Does it guarantee us victory? No, it doesn't. But it certainly doesn't detract from our chances. That's for sure. Yeah. Very good. What about you, Shannon? What have you learnt this week? Well, mine's a bit of an extension on LOs and something we mentioned last week, and that's how much I love this time of year. You know, uh, the finals just around the corners. We've got some really big games coming up. We've got the Panthers, we've got the Roosters, and then the Dragons. And then, you know, a whole year's work goes on the line in the finals. You know, it's such exciting. Everything's on the line for that 80 minutes a year's work, and it's just what it's all about. And, you know... Hello, he's so gracious in giving, and Brock's done a fantastic job of accommodating the team and Wayne getting them ready, but Hello bringing all of that together, making sure we've got the right environment and culture around our, our players, you know, I think we're as well positioned as anybody, and this is the most positive and excited I've been going into a finals campaign with the Rabbitohs, probably since 2014, and so I think it all goes well for a big finals campaign, so what I've learned is how much I love this time of year and how much I'm looking forward to the next uh, seven weeks. Yeah, it's interesting you say that uh, about a, a year's worth of work going on the line. I feel like it's three years' worth with everything that's uh, changed when when Wayne came into the club three years ago. I feel like this is the culmination of those three years. And I, I've often spoken about in 2014, it was like an arrowhead and we were all pointing in the one direction. I really get that feeling. This year, it's it's quite amazing. And I, I was thinking back that the last time we brought a brand new coach into the organisation was Michael Maguire because Anthony Seabold was already here. He was an assistant coach when uh, when he got elevated into the head coaching role for that one season. But the last time we brought someone in was was Michael Maguire. He hadn't been indoctrinated in the the way of the Rabbitohs and the the red and green blood that pumps through everyone's veins. And it took three years, and in, and we got the we got the chocolates, and we brought in a new coach three years ago in Wayne Bennett, who knows exactly what he's doing and how to do it. And we're at that three year mark. There's just so many, uh, there's just so many things pointing towards the fairy tale. But as Elo says, none of it guarantees your victory. You still got to do the hard work and do the job on the field. But I just feel like there's something special brewing this year. Bring it on. Bring it on, brother. Yeah, absolutely. The thing that I've learnt this week is people love a sporting event. I'm not sure there's too many things outside of probably the birth of your children and stuff like that where so regularly it evokes positive emotions in people. 
Um, and we saw this week the Major League Baseball over in the in the US. I'm not sure if you two saw this, but they put on a game in Iowa, which is the first time that uh, a Major League regular season game, not a trial match or anything like that, has been played in Iowa. And it was on the site of where the Field of Dreams movie was filmed 30 years earlier with Kevin Costner. And I hadn't heard much about it beforehand. It was only a couple of days beforehand, and I'm no massive baseball fan or or anything like that, but I thought this will be really interesting to see how they set this up. So I set the IQ recorder on on my Foxtel to watch it, and I was just sucked in. And the the quality of the game was fantastic, but the actual introduction, the the idea behind the story is they built this this baseball diamond in the middle of a cornfield and literally – at the start, Kevin Costner walks out of the cornfield out onto this Major League Baseball stadium, which they had built specifically for this game. And I don't know if you guys have seen it, one of Russell Crowe's movies called Mystery Alaska, where um, his character lived in this tiny little town in Alaska called Mystery, and they had an ice hockey game that was played every Sunday afternoon appropriately called the Sunday afternoon game and it was the best hockey players would play on a pond rather than an ice hockey rink they would play on a pond and they always said that they could beat the New York Rangers or anyone in the NHL so one of the guys from that town got a job with ESPN and he arranged for the New York Rangers to come and play the Mystery Alaska team and they only agreed to it on the basis that they played on the pond. So there were no glass walls or anything to slam people into or anything like that. They had to play on the pond. And anyway, ESPN... Three trees, yes. Sorry? I've been a three, few trees to knock them into. Yeah. <laughs> they changed all the rules and the NHL put the boards up and all that sort of stuff. And the, the guys from Mystery Alaska really made a good showing of themselves. And it just reminded me when I saw the way they'd set up this baseball field there were bleachers put up and there was an old scoreboard and all these superstar players come out onto the field in front of this relatively small crowd I'm assuming due to COVID but it was just phenomenal and the thing that struck me was I'm checking my Twitter feed and the number of Australians that were tweeting about this game and I'm thinking baseball's not the most popular game here in Australia I know it has its following but You'd have to think the NBA and the NFL, the football and the basketball, are the big American sports in this country. But people were locked into this game. And I thought, just shows how much people love a sporting event. Not just your regular games every week and they support their team, but something like that that gets the attention of Australians all the way over here to watch that. And that actual an event rather than a sporting match, an event. People just love it and... We've got plenty of events coming up in the finals. And as you say, Shannon, some big games coming up in the next few weeks. And I think we're going to be evoking those positive emotions in our members and our supporters over the next two months. Indeed. And I suspect the majority of those Aussies watching that match in the United States were uh, ex Eels supporters. Jez, I <laughs> they're looking for a new team to support them. <laughs> Uh, very good. <laughs> very good. All right, let's get into our first uh, top four topic of episode 26, and it is going to be a continuation of our look at the best players in each position. We did the five-eighths a couple of weeks ago, and now it's time to take a look at the top four Rabbitohs halfbacks of all time. We'll start with you, Shannon. Okay, well, I'm sure uh, LA will have different ones to me this week because there's uh, plenty of great halfbacks at the Rabbitohs. He won't have to, having not done his homework, copy my homework this week. <laughs> <laughs> I might start off with um, the great Adam Reynolds himself. You know, Jez, you make the point, uh, or you've made the point oh, previously. Oh. <laughs> there's, there's one more. There's plenty, there's plenty more for you, LA, but you make the point is that we've got some club legends currently playing with us you know legends aren't necessarily players that have been before we all know how great Sutler was and Coop was and McCarthy and those kind of guys Mike Cleary but you know and more recently Sam and Greg Greg Inglis but we've still got some current legends with us and Adam Reynolds is one of those you know since he he came in in 2012 and and he was rookie of the year WM Rookie of the Year that year and following year he played in the All-Stars match and he played a couple of Origins in 2016. He's had 10 years with us. Uh, as we all know, he's the, the highest point scorer 
And uh, I had a look at his stats, um, his goal-kicking stats over the last 10 years. He's kicking it over 80%. He's kicking it 82%. Um, and his win rate with the club is 63.7%, which is a phenomenal win rate, but an even more phenomenal goal-kicking rate. And so it's uh, 10 years of great service to the club. He's, he's been a great player and uh, he's a, currently a legend and he will be for for years and decades to come. Um, yeah, I agree. Like he, he was on my list, and I, I just think, um, even though he's he's made the decision to leave the club um, for his own reasons and and for him and his family to to leave the club at the end of the season, I think after his term with the Broncos or whenever his career does come to a finish, I'm sure he'll still be remembered and still be welcomed back into the club as a legend of the club because to hold that all-time point scoring record is something. Phenomenal the way that Eric Sims is held and, and revered at our club, and, and for Adam to be able to surpass him on that, and, and perhaps a couple more records over the next few weeks um, as well. I, I think, as you say, he will be regarded as a legend of this club. Well, I'm going to join in now because he was obviously at the top of my list, too. Mm. Um, I've been the goal kicker, he is, um, you know, he's a tough little fellow, but the, the biggest thing for me with Renner. I'd say in all his years, he's possibly been the best defending halfback in the competition. You know, there's not many times, and he's had some big fellas to, you know, edge back rows and contend with. And the defence he's shown there over many years for South, he put, he's put his body on the line. Uh, that's been one of the things that really stands out for me. And we forget about his kicking game. Again, you, you talk you talk a bit across, across the code about who are the best kickers in the game? And Adam always comes up. Not only his goal kicking, but he's he's in game and field kicking uh, second to none. Mm. And he's had the ability. He's, he's also captain the club, which is another huge honour for him uh, and 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 for us. And I know he's going, Jez, and and that's you know it's unfortunate. We would love him to stay, but he's going. But we do wish him all the best. And he'll be a Rabbitoh legend mm. as long as this club exists. And he'll never be forgotten here. Um, and above all of that, he's a great fellow to go with it. Yeah, absolutely, Yellow. Absolutely. Well said, gents. Absolutely well said. And look, I know he still loves the club and the club will always love him. And as you said, he'll always be a Rabbitoh. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we obviously needed to start with Adam Reynolds, our all-time greatest point mm. scorer. The, the the halfbacks I've picked today have a bit of a theme, and and they sort of their 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 eras um, are conjoined, and so prior to Adam Reynolds, we had a three of them carpet layers, don't you? Know? <laughs> <laughs> or art dealers, by the look of it. Yes. <laughs> Well, I've got a great art dealer who supports the club in lots of ways as well. So. <laughs> he may or may not have sold me that painting, actually. <laughs> but moving on. Um, so, yeah, uh, before Adam Reynolds, we had another great halfback who, again, you know, as his career progressed and he got to the back end of his career, had to move to other clubs. And that, that's Chrissy Sandow. Chrissy Sandow, you know, I remember a lot of people were a bit disappointed when we lost Chrissy, but, you know, he played, without doubt, he played his best footy at the Rabbitohs as well. And, um, you know, you talk about Chrissy was with us for four years from 2008 to 2011. And then, as I said, Renee came into first grade in 2012. But for those four years he was with us, I looked up his stats and uh, they were phenomenal. His goal kicking uh, percentages in 2008 and 2010 were 86%. Mm. 86%. And then in 2011, it was 85%. So he was a pretty... Pretty consistent kicker, and those rates put him right up there with Renault, Hazamel, Nasri, and some of the great kickers of the game in front of even people like Mick Cronin. So, Chrissy Sandow, you know, he played with us for those um, four years, played in the All Stars in 2012. He was a great player. And I think there's a theme there that, you know, it's great players, great halfbacks, but ultimately, as soon as you make your debut, you're one step closer to, you know, um, finishing your career as well you know it's it's the circle of life in terms of playing rugby league and we're fortunate that I think both those players Chrissy Sandow and Adam Reynolds have had them for the best part of their careers and so they're my first two halfbacks and my next two halfbacks uh, have had a conjoined career as well and that is uh, the great Ivan Jones um I was for, I'm fortunate enough to know Ivan's family really well um since I was kids I was friends with his children uh, and his daughters, um, Katrina and Nessa. Katrina's still a good friend of mine. And 
and my mother's in particular. Um, she does a great job at City Sydney Council. And uh, Ivan Jones, a fantastic fella, fantastic fella, um, fantastic family, I should say. But he had a great career with the Rabbitohs, you know. In 1965, he, he came to the Rabbitohs and he played in the 65 grand final loss to the Dragons. Um, and he played in four grand finals for us. He played in the 65, 67, 68 and 69 grand final. And he had two wins there uh, in the 67 and 68 grand final wins. Um, he scored two tries in, I um, know, oh sorry, that was Bobby Grant, sorry, the next guy. But he, he played, he played, um, he played for Australia. He was a fantastic uh, footballer and a fantastic club man for the Rabbitohs and lived in, he passed away uh, in 2015, um, Ivan, and with his family around him. And he lived in Erskineville in the area to the end of his days. And he was, even though he originally wasn't from South Sydney, I think he was a Queensland boy originally, Ivan Jones. And then he came down, but he really became part of the Rabbitohs family and, and lived his entire life in the South Sydney area once he joined the Rabbitohs. Um, so he was great for us between 65 and 69. And then the sort of uh, halfback that came after him, as I said, conjoined career was Bobby Grant. Um, he won a Clive Churchill medal in the 1970 grand final. And he also played in four, four straight grand finals and in from 68, 69, 70 and 71. Won three of those, um, which is an amazing strike rate, three or four grand finals um, and four grand finals in a row is amazing in itself. He scored two tries, as I mentioned earlier, in the um, 1970 grand final win over over Manly. And Bobby also played for Australia. He, um, two, he played a couple of tests in 1970 and 1971 and was the rugby league week player of the year in 1971. So we had Australian halfbacks playing in grand finals after grand finals from pretty much 65 to, to 71. It was uh, We've been blessed with, with some great halfbacks, but my four sort of top picks are uh, Adam Reynolds and Chrissy Sandow, as well as uh, Ivan Jones and Bobby Grant. I know Bobby's family really well as well. He um, uh, knocked around with um, his kids as well. Danelle Grant, lovely girl, and Jackie Grant, uh, lovely, lovely family. Actually, Jackie's, uh, Jackie's daughter, I think, plays in our women's side, actually. I think she might have. Bobby, Bobby Grant's granddaughter, I'm pretty sure, uh, played a couple of games in our women's side, which is a which is a good story. And and Bobby, all, even though he was a Bowman junior, he was a South man at heart his whole life. And uh, I think they're four spectacular halfbacks. There. They are four very good number sevens. What about you, Ella? Yeah, certainly, uh, Shannon. I've overlapped on a couple of them, but uh, I actually have done my homework this week, Shannon. Um, <laughs> and I go back to Clem Kennedy mm. back uh, in, in the fifties. I know. Uh, he was a rugged little halfback and, and only a small character, but big in heart and, you know, had a really, really successful time on the Rabbitohs back then. And then came on, went on to coach, coach the club in certain grades after that. Um, I had the, the, the great fortune of knowing Clem and meeting him uh, through my journey at the Rabbitohs and just a really nice fella as well. And I think the, the thing with Clem and like the other halfbacks I'm going to talk about today, South Sydney have also had, have always had successful eras when the four halfbacks that I'm going to talk about mm. play. Okay. And I'm not, I'm going to steal the next one from you, Shannon Bobby Green, of course. You know, through the, the late 60s, early 70s, he was, he was in those teams with McCarthy, Sattler, Coot, you know, all the, all the legends of our club, Sims, all those guys. And, you know, what do we talk about in halfbacks? They're the ones that get you around the park. They're the ones that make the team ignite. That's what your halfback does, you know? And that's what all these great halfbacks have done for their team in those years. And Bobby Grant, he was, you know, he was up there with the best. I mean, because as you said, I think four competitions, I think, uh, with the Rabbitohs and, and five grand finals or six grand finals. I mean, you know, a lot of players don't play in one and he's played in that, you know? And then... And then, you know, I go, I go to my era, that Tugger, over 200, and 200 games for the Rabbitohs. Um, we didn't win a cop in that era. We had a successful, successful time. You know, minor premiers in 89. And then, you know, we had some, you know, some good tilts at the title during the 80s. We just couldn't quite make it. Um, and I don't, I don't think, you know, I look back, and I've said this a number of times before, 
I don't, we just lack a little bit of the X factor of some of those other songs that we spoke about. Um, but, you know, it was pleasing to play in those, in those, in those years in the 80s, and everyone was in it after their eyeballs trying to do their best. But, but Tucker was an outstanding halfback in the game and at our club in that time. And just going to now, Reno, he's up there too. He's pretty uh, discuss what he's done. Um, and he's still got the chance to put the icing on the cake this year. So, um, yeah, we've been blessed with some great halfbacks. And every time we have had a great halfback that's been here for quite a while, we've had successful eras in the club's history. Absolutely. Some more great nominations there. LO, three of my four have been taken. I had Bobby Grant, um, Tugger Coleman. He was... Um, he was one of the character players when I was coming, uh, not coming through the ranks, when I was a young kid supporting the club and, and learning uh, what football was all about in South Sydney. And he just loved the club and always has. And uh, so he was on my list. Reno was also on my list. And the fourth one, there was no way either of you were going to have this guy <laughs> on my list. He's a gentleman by the name of Bill Hucker. Now, he only played two first grade games for us in... 1919, but he's my great, great, great uncle. And one of the reasons that my family is so ensconced in the Rabbitohs. Um, and one of the great stories that my mum and, and my nan uh, tell is that he used to work on the gates at the SCG when my mum was a young girl. And um, the Rabbitohs used to play so many games at the SCG with the match of the day. And he used to work on the gate and he'd, he'd sneak my mum and my nan into the, the big games and the grand finals so they didn't have to get their tickets. And you saw those big crowds, like the 76,000 crowds, people hanging off the off the roof and stuff like that. And they got to experience that because of, uh, because of Bill Hucker. So I had him on my list and that's one of the reasons we're Rabbitohs fans. So... Oh, there you go. You've got royalty in your blood, Jez. That's Who it. That's it. I didn't even have to play for Italy. <laughs> that's that's. <laughs> your obvious athletic ability, no doubt. That's what the was. What the the Kiwis did. Sorry about a good story. Good story back in the day in the creek ground where they just used to have the old turnstiles. I know a, a few of the. Uh, yeah, it was that people did it tough for a quid back in the days in the sixties and that. I heard stories of this guy that used to go every year to the cricket ground, and he'd be dressed up in a white shirt, black trousers, and have a bow tie in his pocket and a bag over his shoulder. And he'd just go to the turnstile and he'd say, oh, "I'm working in the bar today inside, mate." They let him straight in. He came to the toilet, get changed, and he got on the hill before anyone else got in. Uh. <laughs> What a genius. What a genius. The old Redford fair go. If it was the Redford fair go, he would have went right into the bar, poured himself about eight schooners, drunk them, and that went out to the hill. That would have been You can't remember that part of the story. Oh, very good. Very good. Well, that was good. Number sevens. We've had plenty of them and uh, some top quality ones as well. So it was good to reminisce there about the the number sevens, and over the, the next few weeks, we'll get stuck into the uh, into the forwards, but we'll go to our first break now. Now, as we do every week, we give our merchandise store a bit of a plug, and unfortunately, the physical store at the moment is shut, but you can shop 24 hours a day, 365 days a year online by visiting shop.rabbitos.com. .au and we always go to Shannon Donato for the new products that are in store and for an update on the Storm Tech jackets. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeremy, I've got some breaking news. There will be some Storm Techs coming on sale again very shortly. There's a very limited run, very limited, but within the next month, we will have some more Storm Techs uh, coming on sale. So that's that. I'll talk more about that in, in coming weeks, but I also wanted to give an honourable mention, as I did last week, to our women in league jerseys. The boys uh, represented the women in league round so proudly and played so well uh, against, uh, you know, in that match against the Titans. And uh, they've proven very popular. So I encourage anybody who wants to support the women in league 
um, ethos and our team to jump online and get their Rabbitohs Women in League jersey. You must be thrilled, LA, that the Storm Techs are back. Yeah, it's good. it's good getting them here for November. <laughs> <laughs> it could be like one of those sweatsuits for you, Ella. That'd be really good. You know? <laughs> oh, excellent. Right, I will jump online at shop.rabbitos.com.au to check out all of the latest Rabbitos merchandise. Now, obviously, with lockdown, we've all been sitting back and I've been watching a lot more footy than I normally would. I've been close to watching all eight games every weekend. We had the Olympics thrown in there and all all sorts of uh, sporting uh, endeavours. And it, I came to thinking, I wonder what everyone thinks are the greatest rugby league cliches that they hear week in and week out. And I know working in the media... The, the media outlets hate cliches. They find them boring, but they're generally used because they're so true. That's why they become cliches, because people say them so often. So we thought we'd take a look at the top four rugby league cliches. I'm going to kick off with you for this one, Ella. Oh, the first one's for Shannon. Who ate all the pie? <laughs> <laughs> Not 110 percent, Ella. Yeah, sorry, 110 percent. It's really a game of two halves, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> you just took one of mine. <laughs> you just look hungrier than I am. Ella, <laughs> there's not a person in the world who's hungrier than you are. <laughs> I heard someone screaming out on the side on the last game. They can't run without legs. Yeah. And then someone else say out they can't run without heads. Yeah. <laughs> Practice makes perfect. Yes. Yes. Oh, we didn't get the rub of the green today, Jess. No, we heard that one the other day for, I believe it was Trent Barrett or maybe Josh Anne. Yeah. We're just not getting the rub of the green at the moment. No, no, no. I think we've, we've got to get to our kit more often. <laughs> You know the other thing. The other thing I've just worked out: if if they don't score, they can't beat us. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And you know, full credit to the boys today. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I have that one on mine too. A bit more than four, but well, there you go. That's all right. That's all right. What about you, Shannon? You got any extras to throw in? Well, I was thinking about ones that was administrators, and I, I mentioned the Eels a bit earlier, and, you know, when they say the coach has got the full support of the board. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you hear administrators use that, you know, you start ducking and weaving. Oh, yeah. Yeah, or um, or the old one, they don't pull any punches. You know, they're talking about, you know, the other side coming at us and they don't hold back. They don't pull any punches is one I always used to like. I, who's ever pulled any punches when they, when they play? <laughs> Um, but the the old one, they, they say defence wins grand finals. And I don't know about, you know, defence winning grand finals. So, see plenty of high points grand finals over the over the years, you know. And uh, um, I think, you know... Our, our... Sorry, Ella. I was going to say, I think, I think that's changed. I mean, the defence won grand finals back, you know, back in the 80s and 90s. But I think the game's changed now. Particularly this year with the, uh, you know, the six agains and all that mm. stuff. Yeah. Sorry for cutting you off, Shane. No, that's okay. I'll, you know, Ella, you, you had a, had lots of uh, good cliches. I might just go with a couple of great sporting quotes. Uh, not so much cliches, but quotes that I've heard that I've always loved. And um, my, my first one was from the great David Beckham. Uh, not not renowned for his uh, intellectual ability, more for his athletic ability. He being interviewed when he's playing for Man U, and said, "I've always wanted to play for an Italian club like Barcelona." So, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, uh, his geography when he was at school. Uh, another one from an Aussie, uh, Greg Norman, uh, after winning one of one of the majors, he said, "Oh." I really want to thank my parents, especially my mother and father. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Are these all Benny Elias quotes? <laughs> oh, yeah, the other one, and hopefully we don't have to edit this one out, but feel free if you have to, is 
every year in the um, in the rowing eights, um, um, Oxford and Cambridge have the big rowing tournament. And it's a it's been a centuries old tradition, and the and the Queen or the Queen Mother goes and presents the winning rowers their um, their sachets, and um, you know. I remember seeing it on YouTube and, uh, you know, this really stayed English commentator and says, yes, here we have the Queen Mother uh, presenting and he, kissing the kissing the rowers and, and the first four and here she is kissing the, the Cambridge rowers' cocks. And uh, <laughs> did I just hear that? But yes, as we know, <laughs> pretty sure the cocks is the bit that, that yells out for the straight face. But you don't often hear of the Queen Mother kissing the uh, Cambridge rowers' cocks. So that was one that's uh, certainly stuck with me. Jess, is that going to survive the edit? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> We'll go to the legal council, uh, the club in house legal council first. <laughs> uh, any others to add to the list, Shannon, or is that the no, lot? No, that's it. I've given it my all, Jess. Righto. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a couple that Ello said with uh, full credit to the boys. There's actually a uh, there's some social media accounts, accounts called the NRL Roast that it's absolutely hilarious. I think it's one guy that just watches footy non-stop and he'll take quotes off the TV and he does a count on how many blokes say full credit to the boys <laughs> when they do it every week. And you can guarantee there's at least one from a winning player after every game. I had it was a game of two halves. Of course it was. <laughs> I'll be interested to ever see if there's an interview after the Charity Shield and one of them says, oh, it was a game of four quarters. <laughs> just wouldn't happen. But, uh, yeah, game of two halves. Another one that I had was, uh, it's actually two different words. One is outstanding and one is superb. Now, for those that watch Fox League, outstanding is then, it's just used every second word <laughs> on every show and, and every uh, game commentary that you get, particularly Nathan, Heinmar, uh, Nathan Hindmarsh and Gordon Tallis. Everything is outstanding. And Michael Ennis describes every second thing as superb. Just you. Yeah. Once you hear it, you can't unhear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sort of like uh, very good ages. Very good. I was just My fourth one. <laughs> very good. <laughs> I'm determined to get it into the rugby league lexicon. I'm determined. Maybe maybe Rabs before he retires might slip a couple in. That that, that rectal's done the job. It's very very good. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> He'd use, he'd use Bruce Bagamani's head. That wrecked it all. He's special. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. Righto. Well, things are getting a bit loose. <laughs> it's time to wrap up our, uh, our second top four topic. Let's go to a break. Now, Shannon, you've clearly finally made the move into uh, your new digs, and uh, that sounds like the removalists might have been uh, ticked up on a Rabbitohs Plus credit card. Well, actually, what was ticked up on a Rabbitohs Plus credit card is some new bedwear and uh, some new pillows, and it made me think about how much of a loving wife I've got, actually, with the new credit card. She must love me because I woke up the other night about two in the morning. I need to go to the bathroom. There she was standing above me with a pillow, Gab. And I thought, oh, geez, she must love me staying up all night to protect me from COVID. That's a that's the kind of wife that I've got. <laughs> so, yes, she's been using the Rubbitohs Plus credit card to buy bedware and all sorts of new things from the house because the rate's so good. Uh, and it's also a way of supporting the Rabbitohs. So uh, as well as credit cards and personal loans and car loans, there's insurances and a range of other products for uh, all Rabbitohs uh, supporters to support the club as well as get best market-leading rates. Uh, very good. So that's all part of the, the Rabbitohs Plus initiative. So jump on to plus.rabbitohs.com.au to find out more information about Rabbitohs Plus. On to our trivia question from last week. It was, what is the biggest winning margin in Rabbitohs history in first grade? And who was it against? Now, the hint was it was back in 1910, over 111 years ago. So it was one of those original clubs back in 1910. What are we thinking? Hello. Hello. Reckons he's done his homework. So I'm not him 
go. But I'll have one quick guess and tell me if this is right. Was it the Cowboys? No. 1910. <laughs> 1910. The Annandale Cowboys. That, that was silly. That was silly. I meant to say the Broncos. Sorry. <laughs> the University Broncos. <laughs> no, Ello's done his homework. I just didn't want to steal his thunder. Ello's done his homework. I'm going to leave it with you. How old do you think I am, Jeff? Do you think I'm actually here? <laughs> <laughs> no, Jeff, we're going to leave this one to you today. Right, Oaks. Right so that's up. a no. You haven't done your homework, Sarah. <laughs> You can, you can open one attachment on your email with the <laughs> and the answer's right there. You can't take all the credit all the time. Right. <laughs> Righto. The answer for everyone hanging out for the answer over the last week. It is 67 points courtesy of a 67-0 win against Western Suburbs at the Sydney Showground on the 23rd of July back in 1910. Now, keep in mind, that would have been three-point Tries. Yeah. yeah. So that's, uh, I wonder what that's, I should actually look up how many tries were scored and work out what the equivalent, and field goals, and see what the equivalent score would have been today because we've seen some big scores racked up this year, but we haven't seen 67 nil yet. So it's a fair effort. Yeah, three-point try, 67 nil. It sounds like the West Magpie. Sounds like West were in that match right up until the kickoff. Jeez. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps the they Sydney, couldn't quite find Sydney Showground. The Sydney Showground. That would have been a fair trick. Yeah, yeah. Like, I wonder back then what Western Suburbs was regarded as. Because you wouldn't it's have thought it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Because you wouldn't think it'd be the areas now that are consisted uh, considered as western suburbs, Campbelltown and and Parramatta and that sort of area. You'd, you'd think it'd be a yeah. bit closer in. Yeah, Ashfield. Yeah, well, yeah. West West have got a uh, Leagues Club at Ashfield, so maybe that's an original throwback to you know that would have been Western Sydney on the outer suburbs of yeah. the original Sydney 110 years ago. So maybe yeah. maybe that was West. One of the things that's always amazed me when you think back to the origins of the game in this country and, and our club is that North Sydney were a, a foundation club. And imagine trying to get to North Sydney to play with no Sydney Harbour Bridge. Yeah. Because that, yeah, did, that wasn't built till 1932. That's right. No wonder they couldn't. They would have had to go under the tunnel. I was going to say, no wonder they couldn't win a grand final. They would have been exhausted from swimming across for the game. <laughs> <laughs> they would have been like the half, fullback gets eaten by a shark. The front rower, he's got an asthma attack by the time he gets across. No wonder they couldn't win any grand final. Oh, very good. Very good. Now, next week's trivia question for you to mull over over the next, uh, over the next week. Who won the first George Piggins medal as the best and fairest for the Rabbitohs? Now, we're talking about when it was named the George Piggins medal. There would have been Player of the Year awards um, a lot earlier, but the first year that it was awarded as the George Piggins medal was in 2003. So have a think back to 2003 and what a stellar season it was for the (laughs) the mighty South (laughs) Sydney Rabbitohs. Not a lot of wins on the board, but there were still some handy players, and we'll give you the answer to that one next week if you want to have a think about that one. Or if you don't want to think about it, LA, you can just open the attachment on your email. Take your pick. (laughs) Just read the run sheet. (laughs) Righto, we'll be back after this break. Now, the great people at What If bring you this ridiculous podcast each week and if you're looking for your next epic holiday maybe a long weekend with your mates or you need to get to the next game then it's time to what if it what if has great deals on accommodation flights car hire and more and because they're the official travel partner of the mighty south sydney rabbitos you can head to the website whatif.com slash rabbitos and use the promo code rabbitos 15 and you can save 15 percent on select hotels now conditions apply with that but hello i'm I'm hoping that when you guys booked your accommodation there overlooking the water, you use that uh, whatif.com slash Rabbitohs and the Rabbitohs 15 code and Wayne have, owning the building there that he gave you the 15% off. Well, Jez, they were big players in how we got to where we are. I mean, they've been fantastic in what they've done for us because uh, it hasn't been easy up here 
trying to find a combination that stretches over the, the actual school holidays and things like that up here. Mm. Um, and as you know, up in Queensland, a lot of stuff is still happening. It's not like the lockdown down in, in Sydney. So they were fantastic in helping us get to where we are today. Now, there are good good people at uh, whatif.com. Shannon, you've had some some great feedback from a lot of our members that have used uh, What If to book their their uh, accommodation and flights. Yeah, I just remember how many different members they've looked over after over the years. I'll just think back uh, to that trip down to Canberra years ago. They, they organised all the buses down there. They organised all free travel vouchers for everyone who made the effort to get down to Canberra. They've just been great supporters of the club in so many ways, looking after our members with discounted uh, travel. But, you know, as... Uh, Elo just said, looked after the NRL team, getting them their accommodation in Q1 in the service departments. They've, you know, proud sponsors of this show, but also uh, proud partners of our pathways, made our pathways possible. You know, we've got a huge debt of uh, gratitude towards the guys at What If, so I encourage all of our members to support those that support the Rabbitohs. Absolutely. Jump on whatif.com slash Rabbitohs. Use that promo code Rabbitohs15 and you can save 15% on select hotels. All right, Ello, it's time for your joke of the week. Well, it's my turn. It is. <laughs> okay, there's guys, guys sitting in a bar. One of them was a friend of mine in Australia. He was talking with a Frenchman and an American. And they were discussing how they make love to their wives. They were saying how good they were at it, blah, blah, blah. And it, no, it doesn't need to be censored, Jerry. Okay. <laughs> the, Frenchman, the Frenchman said, I am the best. When I make love to my wife, I sprinkle all petals all over her. And I blow them off. One by one, she raises two inches off the bed. And the American says, yeah, well, when I make love to my woman, I pour Kentucky bourbon on her. I just take little leaks off her here and there. She raises about four inches up. The Australian says, oh, that's nothing. When When I make love to my wife, I turn the footy on. She hits the bloody roof. <laughs> the two great loves of any Aussie man. <laughs> his wife and his footy. That reads like a biography, that joke. <laughs> <laughs> and that is, I've heard LA tell that joke before, and that is the very sanitized version. That's the. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, Ello. You can see the look in your face. Yeah. What is he doing? Surely not. Surely, surely not. Oh, very good. Righto. We'll be back to wrap it all up in a moment. A bit of a quick fire podcast today. We've uh, come in well under an hour, but we want to thank you for listening each and every week. 26 episodes in. It's. Amazing. People doubted we'd get to six, let alone 26. <laughs> I was one of those people, to be honest. <laughs> no, I'm going to say, this is, this is the, the, the part of the show where you give a plug and encourage members' feedback and those kind of things. I want to give a shout-out to Darren Hanley. He, he sent me a nice texture in a week, and he's one of the many regular listeners to our podcast. And Darren, I really appreciate the positive feedback. I passed it on to Hello and Jez and everyone at the Rabbitohs. So thank you for that. But Darren's uh, as Rabbitohs as you can get as well. He's, he's been a junior league coach at Mascot, one of our junior league clubs for years, brought through many great players, uh, played under under Darren and coach, you know, the Dylan Walkers, the Eddie Pettiborns, I think even Cameron Murray as a, as a kid. So he's been a great servant to our nursery on the way through and great Rabbitohs man. I just wanted to say to Darren, and he's and he's actually son was a uh, great player Ben too, still playing for Mascot. A great Ben Hanley um, played in all of our junior reps, coming through a great Rabbitoh himself, Ben Hanley. But I just wanted to thank particularly Darren Hanley for that lovely feedback that I got during the week. 
Yeah, yeah, it was great that you passed that on, mate. It was great to uh, to see that direct feedback. And we had some really good feedback this week to last week's episode where we spoke to Jason Demetriou and got his thoughts on a few different things this year and and, uh, and also for leading into next year. We got some great feedback there. And um, I encourage everyone, if you missed last week's episode, episode 25, to go back and have a listen to our incoming head coach and, and just uh, have a listen. You can hear the passion in his voice already leading into uh, next year, but knowing full well there's, there's still a job to do this year as well. So that's that's definitely one to tune into. It was excellent last week, Jeremy, with the, the JD interview, particularly the fact that we didn't have to listen to Shannon as much. <laughs> I was going to say, it's my, se- it's my second favourite episode we've ever done. My favourite one is the one hell I didn't make it to. That was, uh, that was the best ever I thought. <laughs> Oh, very good, right? Well, jump. If I can give a shout out, I know uh, a great, a great chairman at the South Junior Street McGraw listens every week, and I think Kerry joins in sometimes. Uh, that's why they coin the joke up there. The one that I, <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're listening, Keith, and uh, I look forward to catching you up when we get back uh, back to Sydney. Well, I hope Darren and Keith and everyone else that's listening is um, leaving us some reviews and some five-star ratings and hitting that subscribe button and encouraging all their friends and family to do so as well. All you need to do is search for Rabbitohs Podcast Network on your podcast apps and you'll get all of our uh, top four episodes. You'll also get our regular media conferences, which includes Wayne's press conference before the game each week, which is often a laugh. We've got the audio version of the Rabbitohs Insider and then the great team at Rabbitohs Radio, Chaps Mavo and Brownie. They had a great chat last week for Women in League Round with Julie Burgess and she had four boys at this club at, at, at one stage, just uh, just the one with Thomas now, but her passion for the club hasn't waned at all and it was a good chat that the boys did with Julie uh, last week to celebrate Women in League Round. And uh, gentlemen, speaking of Women in League Round, it's great to catch up with you two gals today. I've enjoyed it. <laughs> You're obviously enjoyed a lot more than I am. <laughs> 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 I'm back mercilessly for an hour, but... I got a a bit of feedback the other day myself. Someone said, uh, they call the top four podcast because there's four listeners. (laughs) Did you tell them no? It's because Ella's got four chins. Listen, I was very good to you today, Shannon. But, uh, <laughs> next week, not so much. Episode 27. <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> All right. Start on the night. Oh, as it is each week, the top four podcast. It's powered by Audio Technica, and it's proudly presented by What If. Thank you again, gentlemen, for your time today, and we'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening to the Rabbitohs Top 4 Podcast, powered by Audio Technica and proudly presented by What If, official travel and pathways partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Support the club and visit whatif.com forward slash Rabbitohs to book your next trip. Don't forget to use the code Rabbitohs15 to get 15% off select hotels. Conditions apply. What If, it's Aussie for travel. Please leave us a five-star rating and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Up the rabbit eyes.